Hello there, my name's James and welcome to Lakeside Drive for this F1 podcast. And in this episode, we're going to review the Austrian Grand Prix in Styria. And I'm joined by the full complement of Lakeside Drive for the first time. He's out of witness protection, Tommy T., and Thomas J. Camp, the birthday boy extended. Hello, lads. How you doing? <laughs> good, mate. How are you? Gentlemen, how are we? Happy very, birthday, very Campy. Good. Happy birthday, so, Campy. It's really exciting that America's celebrating today for you as well with lots of fireworks yes. and barbecues. It's a good time. Well, oh, geez. What would give to me in Texas right now? It looks like a good <laughs> party over there. <laughs> Don't know about everywhere else shit in America, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, if you haven't listened like to America. our pre-drinks like podcast, go back and do that, um, and you will hear that Campy celebrated from about six a.m. yesterday uh, with as many American tunes as he could find, uh, which is not surprising in the slightest, is yeah, it, Tommy T? Go be uh, patriotic. You got to do it to him, Campy. But no, mate, it's happy birthday to you. It's uh, it was. I'm glad you had a great day yesterday, and it was topped off by a very. Very solid performance by Daniel Ricciardo, and uh, we'll get there in just a moment. But Campy, what I want to start with is, please talk to me about this anthem. <laughs> oh, mate. Mate. Death to all but metal, right here. <laughs> metal Jeez. lives on. I love it. Oh, geez, it was a stinking anthem on it. What the hell was going on? It was like a bit of Muse or something going on there. I don't know. It's pretty significant. Oh. I like the drums at the start. I mean, I like the concept trying to do something different, but it, uh, it fell on deaf ears for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was deaf after, that's for sure. <laughs> Jeez, it was uh, – yeah, I don't think we'll ever see anything like that ever again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, it's better than last week's. I think they – yeah, they were just trying to do something completely different because they're like, hey, we're here again. Let's not roll out the same thing. So I, think Danny- I guess that's what they listen to in Austria. Well, yeah, I mean, metal's pretty big over there, so they're doing their thing. And I think uh, Danny Rick, he's added it to his uh, <laughs> bump-up list. <laughs> Bit of hardcore. He's going to start producing that band and then we'll, we'll see them on the charts soon, I think. Get involved. Oh, if anyone has yeah. that audio, please send that to me because that was absolutely mega, um, <laughs> incredibly good. Uh, and I knew it was good as, as we were doing like one of the flyover scenes, uh, sorry, shots from the helicopter and I could, I was like, oh, there's a full drum kit and like six individual snare drums and timpanis. What the hell is this going to be? And that's yeah. not what I thought it was going to be at all, to be they honest. Had the red, they had the Red Bull skydivers as well, which was... Uh Solid a, fly past, wasn't it? Extra. Solid fly past. Not quite on time after the finish of the rock anthem. Um, so there's some points lost to that, but it's a solid out of 10. The Red Bull so ring does not fail to deliver. Live music, Jim. You can't predict it, mate. Uh, yeah, well, you can. <laughs> you can sort of predict that metal, but. Uh, don't conform the rock. Rock gods. Uh, all right. Death okay. to all the metal. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, it's uh, certainly it was a good good way to celebrate your birthday by having a really random. Oh, look, Daniel Ricardo was rocking out as he often does to <laughs> most anthems, but this time he genuinely was rocking out. Uh, which maybe that's the reason why he it did so well. Maybe no, he was he was good, wasn't he? Well, let's talk your, about the, the race as a whole before we start getting into our team by team uh, because this weekend, or last weekend rather, it was very, very boring and dry, wasn't it? Um, and dry in terms of the race itself and the weather, thanks to Manus incorrectly predicting the weather events. 
um, and also oh, the strategy. Whereas this Jesus. weekend, it felt totally different. Tommy T, what did you think? It was a race of penalties, basically, wasn't it? <laughs> Bloody hell. At least we got some consistency. Well, <laughs> that's yeah. a good point. So we can probably touch on it. There was how many? There was like one, two, three, four, seven penalties that I could have counted. Wow. Ridiculous. That's, we haven't seen any penalties basically all year, and all of a sudden we're just thrown heaps. Massey was just like, I've got all these things to use. I better use them today. Um, Talk but, to me. What, what have, there's, there's three main ones. There's the Perez v Norris one, and then there's the so That was the first one. That kind of set the tone for everything. I thought, look, I don't like seeing penalties like that. I don't think it should have been a penalty. But at least we got some consistency because then when Perez did it to uh, Leclerc twice, yeah. um, he got two five seconds And we'll get end, to it later so. on. But I think Perez was a bit more, like, egregious in both of his, to be honest, where he pushed <laughs> off, whereas, like, Lando's was like, I've got the line, dude. What did you expect going around the outside? And he kind of mentioned that on his radio too. Well, didn't we have some incidents here with last year with uh, Lewis Hamilton yes. and Alex Albon? Albon. <laughs> Flashbacks for poor Albon. Just don't go around the outside of that corner, I think. Yeah. Or do it and you might go off. That's just the risk you take. Because the racing line on that, um, on that particular corner does not – Open up so that you can't no, give space. It no. closes that door so quickly yeah. that, I mean, these guys should know that. I, th- I think it was good hard racing. I'm glad we didn't see, like, heavy contact. But uh, Except for the end when Seven Kimmy decided to have a tangle oh, on the last lap. What was lap. that? Oh, what was, that was stupidity. I'd Seb came out and said it was then. a misunderstanding of where yeah. each other were, I suppose. Oh, I think they just geez. all of a sudden were like, oh, whoops. Like They just closed in on each other at the wrong time. But my favourite was Yuki getting two penalties for the <laughs> same thing. What is that guy doing? So you, when you enter the pitch, you've got to make sure you're on the right-hand side of that line that defines the pit entry and the racetrack. And twice he straddled it before he went in into the pits. Yeah, you have two well, pit stops. What a moron. Well, I think they're just throwing the bullet at these young guys just to That's stupid. get the systems in place real clear first year. Yep. We don't care who you are. We don't care what you've done. If we make a rule and yep. you stuff it up, we're going to throw yep. the book at you. And then we went a classic stroll and sped in the pit lane. Now, he does that more often than anyone, I reckon. That is just an idiotic. You have a pit limiter. What the fuck are you doing? Well, yep. Yeah, well, it was penalties everywhere, wasn't it? And it well, actually yeah. started with Giovinazzi uh, overtaking before the safety car line. That was That's a five-second right. penalty. And then Yuki and then Kimi had a five-second penalty. And then Perez yeah. had two. And then Norris had one. And it just kept going and going and going. You're right. It was Oprah Massey. Uh, oh, yeah. I know Michael Massey has nothing to do with actually giving the penalties, but doesn't stop me from putting him in the bin it's where him. he belongs. It's him. Obviously. Yes. Uh, but that certainly was, it was a good, look, the entire race, boys, I genuinely was awake and focused yeah. and on the edge of my seat all the way to the end. And I was gutted for Daniel Ricciardo for not getting P5 because, I, you know, one lap fresher tires so and he might have been able to hold off Carlos Sainz, but they, A, he's back. And if you have any thoughts or any doubts rather about Daniel Ricciardo's ability to drive this car, again, put yourself in the bin. Hopefully he he can carry that momentum through into Silverstone, but he certainly has shown lots of good things going um, out of the end of this race. Uh, and, and Campy, surely that's that's a good sign for us and, and him in that car. Yeah, look, he was unlucky. I think it was the Ferrari switcheroo in the end. Um 
which caused him to lose those last two positions. But he drove well. I mean, to start 13th and get in front of all those guys within six laps and get himself tucked right behind uh, Stroll, I think it was, who was the back end of those four soft tyre starters who were yep. on the alternate strategy. Um, just shows you that's two weeks in a row he's done that, got himself exactly where he needs to be. Yep. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, couldn't hold on. In his second stint, I think he just got held up by Gasly just for one or two laps, and then when he did get in front of Gasly, he he like uh, he was already Gasly, under pressure. Sorry, Gasly pitted, which meant that Perez had already made back that four to five second lead Danny Brick had drawn out on him. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of a shame. I mean, you can't fight for that long and not expect more tire degradation from the guys behind you. But sure. um, oh man, it was a shame. It was a shame to watch that he didn't get fifth. But I'm looking on the upside. He He's the last four races, he's driven exceptionally well, mm. except for I mean, last week with the power issue that sort of ruined his race. But yeah. uh, I think he's very good, I think he's getting the race day together. He just needs to mm. sort out his one lap pace because it just seems like every pre drinks podcast we're doing, we're whinging about, yeah, how he can't extract some one lap pace. Out mm. of it. But to be honest, like, how many drivers are the same and can't get it together on qualifying? Like, Perez is one that comes to mind pretty instantly, you can't get it done. In qualifying, but on a race day, like oh, I've got so much confidence in that guy, he'll make it up, he'll be in a good position, he'll get the best out of his tyres. So at least we're seeing that come into fruition. Yep. It's, it's it gives you a bit more confidence that the one lap pace will come. Mm. He's got the the race day set up, it's getting that quality set up that he's still struggling to find for that car, which Lando is nailing, by the way. I spoke yesterday, those two cars they are different cars if you look at the final corner uh, onto the onto the front straight. Lando's car looks planted on rails. It doesn't matter how fast he's going through it. That back mm. end's sticking to the ground and not going anywhere. But you look at Danny Rick's on boards and it's almost like the rear wheel's trying to step out and flinch at every opportunity it can get. So um, there's fundamentally something wrong with different, sorry, between their two setups because you can tell on track, particularly in that last corner. So um, my question to the Discord was on Saturday night, if you ask Daniel Ricciardo what, uh, is your car capable of being within half a tenth of the Red Bulls? You're looking at a guy with 12 or 11 years' experience in this sport who's been, you know, a Race tier A are. driver. Yep. He'd be looking at you going, not a chance. So it's, uh, look, it's not a conspiracy theory. Sounds like one. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> well, I'm just saying the cars are fundamentally. But it might what, be his choice to set it up differently as it well. Could be, yeah. yes, but they're fundamentally different cars at the moment. So. Yep, yep. Um, but it's positive that McLaren has that capability on those straights. That was one thing that was really impressive to watch. And we'll get to that when we talk about McLaren a bit look, more. But it looks to me like Mercedes are going backwards a bit too. I've, well, n- well, I've not seen them. This would be the first race that they what haven't qualified mm. in the top three, had at least one guy in there for how long? Jeez, you'd be going back to 2014, I reckon. Oh, it's a long be time. a while. Mm. Yeah. Um. Jeez, yeah, they're struggling big time at the moment. Red Campy, do you think? Do you think though, Mercedes are going backwards, or Mercedes have just got to a point, and Red Bull have just sort of sailed past, and Toto wasn't expecting that kind of effort from them. Well, I'm looking at the tracks we've been to this year already. You know, we've done Monaco, we've done uh, Baku, we've done um, what's that other one? Spain. Two at the Red Bull Ring. <laughs> yeah. That these, these tracks all suit that Red Bull. Yeah. 
they're all short, except for the exception of Barfield, they're all short, they're all tight, they're all low to high medium um, speed corners, which suits that Red Bull high downforce. Mm. I think we're going to get to a point when we go to a Silverstone, the Red Bull's going to be showing up a bit. Uh, the Red but, Bull's not that low downforce kind of high downforce kind of car anymore, is it? Yeah, it's kind of morphed back into that. Yes, you're right. You're they right. kind of both come back to the middle. You're right. So I think though, tracks that Campy, the majority right. of their tracks this year have have suited the Red Bull in previous years. Yep. Yes, that's exactly. Mercedes, right. yes, have been that far in front, but yeah. you know, we we're at this stage where we're you know, yeah, trying to justify not it. to get too sidetracked, but I think it's. I don't think the Mercedes early form this year was indicative of their car quality. I think it was Red Bull making mistakes more than anything. Yeah, I think they've had the dominant car from the start and they kind of didn't capitalise early and Merck did and just snagged a couple of wins and some points early. And now we're really seeing like the true difference between those cars. What does worry me is that what Verstappen's 25 points in the head now and they've just gone on the trot and won what, six races. Yeah. I'd, to, for Lewis Hamilton to only be 25, 26 points behind at this stage when Red Bull have gone and won six races, I think he's looking at it going, geez, I'm pretty good to get like, to be where I am at the moment. So Yeah, but I don't think you can see a path forward to get many more wins. That's the problem. He's, yeah. he's going to get a lot of seconds and stay close, but... Oh, he'll be close. He'll be right. Verstappen will have engine issues somewhere. He'll make a mistake. That's when Lewis has got to capitalise and make up the big points. Yeah. It will happen at some stage. Yeah, there's a 32-point difference between Max and Lewis now. So yeah, he's okay. clear right. one of one race. Um, so yeah. he's got, you know, that in the bag. A DNF in his pocket. Uh, yeah. yeah, if he needs it, which is which is good. But anyway, boys, as I said, this was a, actually a very good race the whole way through. And uh, certainly we had a whole stack of people join our Discord, either during or just before the race too. There's about 92 people in there now. If Love you it. are interested Love in joining, please do because it is a – a great place to to chat everything about the race and share in the disappointment of Carlos Sainz sailing past Daniel Ricciardo um, <laughs> and telling Charles to go away, all of those kinds of things. Um, you can find the d- link in our description below or on our website. So jump across and do that. All right, boys, let's go through team by team. Um, and uh, it's a surprise, actually, that both Hasses managed to finish this race with no incident. Um, in fact, we didn't really hear much of, of any of Schumacher or Mazepin, um, except that Schumacher beat Mazepin. It's a good thing isn't it? <laughs> it is a good if thing. If we don't hear anything, it usually means they haven't spun off. Yeah, Schumacher had the pace on him. I sort of watched that one pretty closely. You know, he he was consistently that five to six seconds ahead of Mazepin throughout all their stops as well. So, I mean, it's hard to keep track of them so far. Yeah. Mm. Back down the end of the grid. Especially list. on a short track like this where it's like your lap pretty much instantly. Yeah. It's like, oh, where are you actually? Yeah, yeah, but I think Schumacher's got the upper hand. Um, there's a guy, I think it was Joel Ozindo, who uh, on Discord who thinks we've been a bit harsh on uh, on Mazepin, but Mazepin's making all the headlines for making stupid mistakes, and he made them this weekend in uh, practices as well, just holding some people up and not well, putting his car in the I right position. He's, so he's obviously good enough to be there as a driver, but I haven't seen anything. He he. Consistently gets beaten by his teammate in qualifying and in the race. A lot. That's all we can compare at the moment because that car is so useless in comparison to everything uh, else. Like we can't really make any other conclusions. Yeah. I like the fact that he gave his boss that uh, smash door. <laughs> I was going to say that's <laughs> like, my I don't favorite think that was part. his idea. I reckon someone else thought of that for him because well, he seems like a wet. 
bloody look, 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 what I do know is the guy got off on the wrong foot in this sport in a big way. Yep. Uh, yeah. Maybe I need to reassess my criticisms of him for maybe being okay and having no, a bit I don't of banter. Think you do. I mean, <laughs> him and his dad, that uh, uh, Adam's family, looking kind of human beings. <laughs> That's but, coming uh, from you. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm looking all right at the moment, I reckon. Fresh off a birthday. It's your swim, mate. Can I just yeah. sidetrack for a second? The Sky Sports coverage, again, was absolutely average this weekend, but uh, oh, that random little race that they had going around the thing with the scooter and the bike Please and don't. running, that was weird. Look, all I can say is I can promise you if Lakeside Drive did that, Campy would swim the entire track. We'd get a little he kiddie would. pool. And just move it around the track for him Quick, to do a time. Quickly on that, where was Brundle? Having a week off. Clearly. It's Can a, he not in future? I mean, PDR, deal with that guy. Jeez, I hate to say it, but Natalie Pinkham in uh, P1, it's no good. Get her off. <laughs> Mate, she's in everything. She <laughs> was Simon Lazenby the entire that, weekend. You're a big Natalie fan. Was, uh, I am a big Natalie fan, but uh, no, no good. I'm sick of it. Yeah. Now, <laughs> can I just make one other point? <laughs> Whoever talks about rain and F1 races <laughs> and making predictions, Here we Morris, go. you're whoa, new. Whoa. Here we go. Shots fired. Strap in. I'll tell, tell you what, it's fake news. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All right, Trump, settle. It is absolute <laughs> horseshit. I, I get excited every week when I hear about rain. I'm like, come on. I want rain. I want good races. I want the results thrown up in the air. Every time it's fired. Now, Jim, I've got a, uh, I've got a quote here yeah. from, your, uh, from your old boss, the head of uh, the head of uh, Ryanair. He said, I mean, it's absolutely bizarre that the people who can't tell us what the fucking weather is next week, Tuesday, can predict with absolute precision what the fucking global temperatures will be in 100 years' time. Now, I know that's related to climate change, but what I'm saying is the same bloody people make these predictions about F1 races. Mate, the same things about the temperature in 100 years, so I'm going to have to give him a bloody big thumbs up on that one. Oh, well, that is. Great quote, though. That I'd is work for fantastic. That oh. You reckon he'd give me a job as a uh, Definitely. air hostess? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a vision. Wow. Not something, not something I ever wanted to think about, let alone this early on a Monday. Never. Uh, okay, let's keep going. Williams. Uh, I tell you what is fantastic yes. news. George Russell still yes. didn't score any points this weekend. Oh, I have built out a niche of being the guy <laughs> that just hates on George and everyone's here for it. Uh, I actually like the guy, but geez, I do not yeah. want him to get a point. It's it's becoming really exciting now. Yeah, qualified well. Thank you, Nando, for getting it done, oh, my man. But what good racing that was all the way yes. to the end. It wasn't like, you know, he was just in the way of Nando. He was genuinely defending that position, um, yeah. which is what you want, right? And I think Nando went up to George at the end and, and they had a bit of a, you know, that was awesome. Thanks very much. Uh, Nando's like, also scruff his hair up and go, good try, champ. Because <laughs> I would have. And they've shared helmets. He's even written like, oh, to George, superstar of the future on his helmet or something. Not that helmet. Oh, that's corny. Uh, that. It's very, very good. Well, um, I would have champed him. How's Valtteri? He's going to be going into these uh, contract negotiations going, what are you going to pick George for? He hasn't even scored a point. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see how good, good I was in those previous rate in that Williams when that's I was driving it. for them? So, 100%. Yeah. That's what I'd be saying from Valtteri. That's it. He's in the bin. (laughs) Latifi, though, um, he had a pretty nothing race. What a surprise. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, I'm not surprised, to be honest. At all. 
at all. Uh, um, yeah. but, the, but that car, though, is showing good gains. Um, Just Campy, in time for the regs to change. That's yeah, awesome. Right. The regula- talking about the regulations changing, and uh, I'm nicking this from Box of Neutrals, uh, so uh, thanks, Michael. Um, talking last week, great podcast, uh, talking last week about um, the wind tunnel access and how they're going to judge all of the different teams having access to the tunnels. Um, Apparently the 1st of July was a cutoff for the first round of access to wind tunnels. Um, And if you want to put your tinfoil hat back on, do you think Williams sabotaged George last weekend so I didn't score any points (laughs) to make sure that they didn't get ahead of... (laughs) Pass so that they could get so they more could get the wind most. tunnel time for Valtteri to be the world champion of Williams next year. <laughs> oh, no. It's like seven conspiracies on top of one <laughs> yeah. there, Jim. Well, we're uh, making some quantum leaps in uh, logic there. Quantum leaps? Yeah, I think so. Woo. No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so at all. all right. But you remember, we're asking these teams to be uh, self-reportable on how much the wind tunnel you yeah, use. Yeah, so We know Ferrari's using about 10 times more than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Ten times more than they're saying, definitely. Because yeah. they're yeah. full of shit. They're, they're paying uh, some people off. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, oh, think- no, 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 no. Not a wind tunnel. No, it's just a cool breeze. I'm hot, actually. I'm just, like, resting <laughs> yeah, in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's open to interpretation, right? It's oh. it's, our officers are here, sorry. Um, just doing some laptoping. Yeah, that's yeah, so, so great. So it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Williams Management's... Possibly doing the same thing. I think they're all doing the same thing, if I'm honest. Yeah. They're skirting those When has self-reporting worked in F1? When has self-reporting in anything worked? uh, (laughs) It's so true. I'll hand on my heart. I'll do my taxes every quarter. (laughs) (laughs) My self-reporting is excellent. ATI, if you're listening, check that out. (laughs) Yeah. I'll give you the ABN. If you can find Cappy's ABN in the uh, description below. Um, ABN? Uh, yeah, anyway, it was just an interesting point that, um, you know, conspiracy theorists rejoice. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see this weekend. But it's good to see the Williams looking racier, I guess, is the summary of, of this weekend for them. Um, Alfa Romeo, as, as you said, Kimi Raikkonen and Seb Vettel having a massive collection at the end. Um, in fact, also a whole bunch of drivers, I don't actually know the result of this, but they were called to the stewards uh, for double-waved yellows infringements, including some and Ricardo, um, which was interesting. It's a shame that that didn't happen a lap earlier for, for Daniel, <laughs> did it? But um, otherwise, Alfa Romeo is still in no man's land. I really, really hope that at some point this year, Kimi has a stellar kind of seventh position finish in his what is probably going to be yeah. his last well, year. Kimi was on the one. fringe of points this week until that. Um, he, he was on the back end of kind of George and he was – Pushing for a point, but again, not much. He started on the hards, if I'm not mistaken. So he was going on that super long strategy and then had some fresh rubber at the end. So it seemed to work well, and that's kind of what Signs did too. I wonder if that's... Kimmy was right up the backside of Alonso. Yeah. All he's chasing him towards the end. Unfortunately, it didn't happen for him. But uh, Giovinazzi qualified really well this week. Mm. Yep. He was top top 10, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's had a few. He has. It's unfortunate we don't get to see anything of the race. As I've said, I think he's made up. I think he's a figment (laughs) of our imagination because that guy does not exist other than on the timing sheet. Yeah, you're not wrong. Prove me wrong. You're not wrong. He makes an appearance at the – It's a hologram camp, you idiot. It's a diversity bloody uh, parade before the race, don't we? Holograms. Technology these days. Does he not show up to that anymore? I don't know. 
We just never see him on track because we yeah. just uh, we can't. Whoever the TV director is just picks four cars for the weekend, and luckily sometimes for us that includes Daniel Ricciardo, but Latifi, Giovinazzi, and almost Raikkonen sometimes as well. We hardly ever see, which is a real yeah. shame. But Alfa Romeo, um, nothing yet again. Uh, Aston Martin, mm. though, let's let's keep going. Aston Martin, Seb Vettel in seventeenth. He was doing pretty well up until that point, and Lance Stroll in thirteenth. Uh, they qualified pretty well, but. There, I said this to you yesterday, Campy, but um, their, stra- their strategy was good. And uh, clearly I jinxed them because this was pretty woeful to the, uh, for this race. Well, I think I said this could be Stroll's one in five races where he does something, but that's a lie too. Yeah. So. I don't think he's had one in five. Though. I think it's stretching out. Yeah, he's been a dud this year. I think you made a really good point on the podcast yesterday, Campy, when I tuned in because I'm a fan of the show. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks Cheers. so much for your support. Um, well, when they're on the softs, you need to stick to that and go early and commit to a two-stop yeah. and make it work, not race, start getting racy with other people because it's not what you're doing. Yeah. Mm. And what did they do? They started racing people and getting stuck instead of sticking hard to their two-stop yep. strategy because that was the only way they were going to work. Yeah, well, they had both Alpha Tauris in front of them. So it was Gasly, Sonoda, Vettel, Stroll in the soft. But I'm pretty sure they didn't pit until much later than you suggested. Yeah, I would have gone earlier, especially with that safety car. I think that was a real chance for them to to reset possibly. Mm. Yeah. Um, You know, two laps after the start of that, you know, get a real decent gap and fight behind. But clearly the one stop was quicker. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah. Like clearly one stop. And I don't think anyone really made the two. But that stop. was only because so many people qualified on the mediums and they didn't. So well, the, that was why they were stuck. The two-stop, the, the race needs to be an extra, you know, seven or eight laps more yeah. for the two-stop to come into the window, but it didn't. So, yeah. anyway, um, yeah, interesting race for uh, Aston Martin. I think um, I think we'll see better well, next week at Silverstone. Yeah, I think. Home they're race. Doing they're uh, they're going to tweak their color too. Apparently, they better not. Yeah, they better not. BWT can piss off. Yeah, That's I, a shit color I, scheme. I think the color looks great, but in saying that, it looks shit on TV, and I think they're going to try and change it. What? It doesn't look shit on TV. It looks fine. It's I not that it like looks that. terrible. It's just it sort of looks like a few other cars. Like it looks like Mercedes when it's at a distance, but I don't really care. I just I make Mercedes change their colors then. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, if they go back to Silver Arrows. <laughs> Then exactly. they look great. Aston Martin should just hold British, your fire. British racing green should be what we want. Yeah, should, no one should change want, that. We want, a, we want a camo version of the British racing green. We want, we want camo red want. bulls and we want British <laughs> racing green. We don't ask for camo, much here, okay? Camo <laughs> makes everything better. Yeah, listen, Formula One teams. How camo. would we see it then, Camby? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you Muppet. <laughs> Alpine. Esteban Ocon. Three-year oh contract. What a fantastic decision that was. Um, I mean, let go. Cyril's probably shaking his head. Surely that was a terrible decision. And uh, look, to be fair, not totally his fault, but he shouldn't be scrapping down that far in the order um, in the opening lap. And was that sorry? That's why we did see Giovinazzi is when he <laughs> removed Ocon from the race. Oh, he was kind of unlucky. He just got squeezed and he's Who's the other guy? Latifi. Yeah. Latifi yeah. and Geo squeezed him. Yeah. Because his front wing was still intact. Mm. It was just his one of the controllers or something, wasn't it? That snapped off. But why are you qualifying so poorly that you're back there? You shouldn't be. Yeah. That's yeah, the main th- issue. He was never going to be in the points contention anyway because he qualified so poorly. And we know that he can't actually pass on track and he was just going to poodle around in 14th for the rest of the race. 
Yeah, look, Alonzo's grabbed that car by the scruff of the neck mm, and yeah. showing Ocon up. And we saw Ocon have a terrible year last year. When I say terrible, I mean the worst year, I think. <laughs> it's poor. I think he's the worst driver on the grid last year, possibly. Um, in comparison to his teammate. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't so much qualifying. Qualifying was super one-sided. I think he only beat Danny Rick twice. Um, but race, he was... But the near. race pace was... Unbelievable! The and gap was huge. And so the amount of times Danny would come up behind, and be like, "Can this guy move out the way? Like, I've got so much more pace than this idiot." Yeah, like, move. And then pull thirty seconds on him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I think a strange decision to give him a three-year contract. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he drove well at the start of the year compared to Nando, but Nando's. Well, I don't Nando's know. Nando's killing it. I don't know why you would have. So, if you're Alpine, why would you have made that decision when you've got potentially someone like Pierre or? a bunch of young people coming through the Renault Academy and you now you've locked up a guy for three years that hadn't really shown enough, to be honest, because he's well, definitely not in contention for that Merck seat no. anymore. No. There's no way. No, he's had four stinking races on the trial. I heard someone on a podcast bring that up like a week ago. I was like, are you genuine? Have you been watching this guy race? <laughs> there is no chance they're looking at him over what they've got oh. or George. There, there's no chance. Oh, some people just read the headlines go, yeah. let's talk about but, that. So like, what well, are you? Technically, he's still managed by Toto or something, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yep. Toto's making some money off him then. I think get Toto's... He's doing that on purpose. He's just uh, Toto gets tor- torpedoed. He's sand- sandbagging <laughs> by putting his other drivers through the field and being terrible. Like, oh, you're not going to get any. Now that's a conspiracy I can get around. There you go. No, but Fernando Alonso, as you said, Campy, he's taken the scruff of the neck of this car and uh, finishing the points again this weekend. If not for Seb Vettel getting in his way at qualifying, he would have probably been further up the field. Um, trying to get past DRS trains yeah. and the like. But it's so good to see. Like compared to where he was for McLaren um, in 2018 to now, he's making real gains. And hopefully that 2022 car, for him at least, is something to behold. So could you imagine him fighting for a podium next year? Like that just yes, would be magic. R- yes. Really, really good. I want to see 16 cars all within half a second in qualifying next year. That's what we want to see. And if that is the case, Fernando Alonso is going to come out in the top five more often than not. Yep. Just because he's such a good driver. Which will give him a, you know, that'll give him a championship winning, probably not a championship winning car, but it'll give him the chance to fight like he needs one. Yeah. And that's what we want to see, really. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, things are looking up for Nando. Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, Alpha Tauri, Pierre Gasly in ninth. And Sonoda in 12th after, as you say, not having a booster seat and being able to see the racing track <laughs> when he's coming into the uh, pit lane, uh, which was oh. bizarre that he did it twice. It didn't do it at all through qualifying or practice, but did it twice yeah. in the race. It was very weird. I want to hear Dr. Helmet have a crack at him for that one. But their qualifying like, pace was fantastic. And the fact yeah. that they were so far yep. up the grid, but even Carlos Sainz <laughs> said this, the people who started on the softs just couldn't turn them on as they thought they were going to. Um, and I think that may, may have been to do with the fact that the, the track temperature went from well, a, a 10 degree difference from when yeah. they left the, the actual garage to actually form up on the grid in yeah. um, 10 degrees more is huge, really, when you think about it. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, AlphaTauri is still looking like a solid midfield team, aren't they, Tommy? Yep. Yep. They are. They're genuinely fighting in there. We've always thought of them as that junior below the the mid-pack, but they're genuinely in there this year, and especially with the way Gasly's performing. Sonoda's all over the shop. That guy can be posting, like, the second best time 
in a practice session and then the next one he's like last. Yeah. Just because he can't be consistent. So we know he's fast. That's that's the thing about Sonoda. He has genuine pace on occasion, but he's so inconsistent that. Well, you look at Barone, he set the law. He was making headlines in the sport. Because he'd had all the testing and he'd driven that track so many, yeah. done so many laps around it. This weekend, the second week at you know the Red Bull Ring, he had last week to prepare for this yep, week, and this time. week he got results in qualifying. Yeah. yeah, if he had tidied up those couple of mistakes going in a pit, which had no, oh, they're stupid, no, but they're just like rules that are rules. Yeah. But you know, he was right behind Pierre Gasly when he needed to be. Mm. And, you know, he had a good performance this weekend. If yep. he tidies up those two mistakes, cops a 10-second, he possibly could have got that, you know, that point, um, taken that point off Fernando Alonso. And he was right up Gasly's clacker the whole race, <laughs> yep. you know. It was almost DRS trained. So, I mean, it's a good result for, for Yuki. But it's, you know, he has to do it. He has to rock up to a track that he doesn't know, learn it, yep. you know, and get his – get his consistency down when he's new to a track. But he, to has improve. he been close to bothering Gasly for points no. this year? Like Gasly's no. been far and away ahead. Like there's never been a chance where we've seen Gasly have DNFs and stuff and we haven't really seen Yuki kind of take that position and mm. dominate where Gasly would have. He's kind of still been back where he normally would be. So he's still young. I mean, let's, he's got, let's not be too harsh, but he's he's got that raw potential. I really need to see some consistency and then – I think you'll put it together and hopefully that's that's when they become a really genuine midfield competitive team mm. that can take it to Ferrari or kind yeah. of those teams that are sitting around there now. I mean, he's got nine points this year and he's, you know, three points off Esteban Ocon and five off Stroll. So he's doing well. Good on him. He's killing it. For his first – sorry, he's not killing it for his first year, but yeah. he's, he's doing – after this weekend, I'm impressed <laughs> We've seen some genuine speed from him. So. Oh, well, I think uh, Helmut Marco's not impressed. He probably would have walked down after the max celebration to the garage and gone twice. <laughs> the same penalty it's twice? Like, Dude. Oh, look. Well, has, Kvyat, has Kvyat come out and said anything? Oh, I hope so. He would have. He would have so. been, you know, been playing the media a bit. Yeah, but also Honda leaves the sport next year. Does Yuki leave as well? You know, there's, there's <sighs> not – I'm not seeing anything in terms of like amazing wow talent that – uh, necessarily means that he should stay and someone like Albon doesn't come back, you know. Who comes in? Who comes in? Yeah, exactly. Who in the Albon. Red Bull Junior program has a super license? Albon. Albon. Oh, yeah, I mean. They- like in terms of in terms of pure performance in Alpha an Alpha Tower, yeah. Alex Albon yeah. was a lot better at this point yes. in his first season yep. than – Sonoda is. I'm just saying, and I anyway, yeah. whatever. That that's just my opinion. What? Who would I? Well, I know nothing. A Red Bull going to take him back? Well, he's he's racing DTM for him. Or. Yeah, it's. I mean, he got a win on the weekend with um. I think I think they really well, like so. Alex. That's why they gave him such a long time in the Red yep. Bull and like cotton wooled him and protected him from the media because they really wanted him to well, succeed. So I think they're not enough invested. They in didn't him. have a choice when they put him up. No, you're yeah, absolutely right. Stuck. Yep, you're absolutely right. They didn't have a choice. That's why they gave him time. And I think they learnt their lesson from yeah. the way that Gasly went up and they didn't give him the time the yeah. way it was handled. But he – I mean, I'm looking back at him and I'm seeing Checo get the results he's getting. I think Checo's been the best out of the four second drivers that they've had since course, Daniel yeah. Ricciardo. Yeah. But Checo's not doing what Red Bull want him to do. Yeah. Red Bull want him to push Max and be – you know, there, but I think we're going to have to be resigned to the fact that 
I don't think there's anyone on the grid that can go toe-to-toe with Max Verstappen at the moment. Nope. (laughs) Especially in that car. So, And if they were to, you'd need to give them two or three seasons to develop the car the way they wanted it developed, that particular drive to do it. So, yeah, interesting. Do they keep Yuki? Mm. I don't think – you make a good point, though, because when Honda leaves, James, why do they have to – have that kind of alliance. Yeah, it's no still. it's no surprise to anyone that he's here because of the Honda relationship and Red Bull wanting to get the, you know, the IP to build their own power units. Now that they've got that, yeah. there's no I would say there's nothing holding unless they've put someone in a contract to say that Yuki has to stay for next year and you know for that IP to think which I wouldn't have assumed so yeah. bring Albon back because I think that would be a a new good news story. Um, B, Drive to Survive would love that. So more people would love the sport. <laughs> yeah. And C, I think Alex Alex deserves it because, as you yeah. said, like he's such a – he's a nice bloke. Red Bull loved him. His mechanics loved him. Um, AlphaTauri loved him. It was just – yeah, it was just a, a really bad situation, hard time for him. All right, Ferrari, bloody Carlos Sainz. Um, and well done, Carlos Sainz, <sighs> but damn yeah. it. Uh, fifth, that was a strategy that really played very, very I well. Still maintained starting on hards was the best call. Yeah, I, d- I don't know why. Like we all exclaimed in the Discord when it happened. <laughs> like, why is Daniel and mediums? I mean, he did well with them, but you just wonder if he could have gone that bit longer and held position. And when Danny pitted, I thought he could have gone five or six I th- laps. I think longer. he was yep. falling off though. He, he was dropping two tenths yeah, a lap. Okay. And he, so he, he knew the tyre drop-off was there, so he had to make the call, otherwise he was going to get overtaken on track. Even still, I think Sainz stayed out longer and in that train where it was yeah. uh, Danny Rick, Perez, Leclerc, Sainz dropped off that pack to save his tyres for two or three seconds. Yeah. He didn't end up pitting until lap 47 or something. Yeah. So that's ultimately what he had the pace. Big time. In saying that, if he had to get past Leclerc, on track without Ferrari the swapping. Yeah. There's no way he would have got past Danny Rick either. No. So, um, I reckon he would have got past Leclerc because he had fresh meat. Oh, he would have got past yeah. one of them, but he yeah, wouldn't have got past yeah, two of them. Yeah. So, yep. And he definitely wouldn't have had the pace to hunt down um, Perez and stay under that 10-second um, gap at the end. Yes. So, I mean, science for me, Ferrari got the strategy right. Yeah. Um, having yeah. that pace at the end, knowing, odd. knowing no, <laughs> Ferrari <laughs> getting the strategy right, but Leclerc, Danny, Rick, and Perez burned so much of their tyres fighting each other in mm. that first stint. Yeah, and sorry, in the start of that second stint, it, it's just not worth it. So, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about Charles Leclerc, boys, because uh, he was uh, a little bit grubby in this race as well, wasn't he? In terms of his driving style, exactly like last weekend. Um, Talk to me, Campy, your thoughts on his racing style and the penalties that uh, then came against Sergio Perez. I mean, he was kind of putting the car in dumb places, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't think where he's trying to get the moves done uh, were the places to get the to get the moves that he wanted to get done done, so if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yep, it does. <laughs> I, th- I think for both Ferraris, Danny Rick getting in front of him at the start of the race is frustrating for both their strategies. Yeah, and uh, and 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 the points uh, moving forward. But um, yeah, I'd be deeply frustrated. Danny Rick really ruined Leclerc's uh, race. Yeah, not that he would have skipped up the road if he had the clean air either. But um, yeah. he'd be frustrated. He, I think he's. Uh, I think he's a bit too eager. I think he had the pace to get past um, Perez in the Red Bull. 
because he tried to do it twice and he successfully did it before the pit stop once yep. as well. So, But he didn't have that pace to get past uh, the McLaren, which is interesting. So I think the straight line speed in that McLaren was uh, pretty good comparative. We've seen it many, many times that Leclerc does not like being at the back. Mm. And when he is at the back, he makes very stupid and reckless decisions yep. and it often ends up with someone going off. Yep. So I wasn't, wasn't surprised in the slightest that that happened. But I think it's kind of – Justice to Perez for being stupid early on with Lando trying to make a move not stick that someone else tried it on him. It just kind of balanced out again. Yeah. It's like, mate, you can't really crack it at someone for doing exactly the same thing that you just did. Yeah. Um, therefore, yeah. that's why they were kind of hands tied and had to give the same penalty, I think. Yep. Because yeah. it was like, it was pretty carbon copy of the same spot with the same driver just in a different spot, yeah. different role. So they kind of had to do it. The onus has to be on Leclerc, though. The gods going around the outside. Yeah, pull out earlier. Look, the onus has to be on them. It's all good to say the person on the inside at these particular times has to give them track position. But the racing line, as I said before, yeah. is not indicative to open up and give someone a car with space on the outside. It's just not how it no. works, particularly with the speeds they're going and the amount of force that they're putting on the yeah, rear well, that, wheels that to get the That turns almost power. more of a hairpin than it is actually like a turn. It's that mm. far round. And the apex is actually not the middle of the corner. It's the outside of the corner. Yep. Mm. Yep. So right. to, mm. to, to ask a driver Oops. to go give him, give him space around the outside is actually, no, that's kind of where I need to be to get the best, yep. the best I, exit. I don't like it. And both for all three collisions, I don't think the person on the outside should have been there and was right. thinking that, yeah, I had well, the move done. I think Lando said it best. He's like, what do you think was going to happen? He's running around the outside. There's gravel there. Don't yep. do it. Like – and I think Perez was saying the same thing to yeah. Leclerc as well. I don't like seeing that penalty, but at least we got some yeah. consistency from Mr. Massey. Yeah. <laughs> I think Lando's was probably the hardest done by, and we, we'll get to him as well. But I think because he didn't open his steering wheel or change any of that, it didn't look like where it was. It looked like Perez kind of opened up a bit more and uh, well, Charles was a bit more squeezed and was probably more in front than Checo was. I don't think Lando had to. Yeah, I think yeah. Lando was fine. I think yeah. he literally – was just hard done by with that decision. But then again, Perez yeah. didn't have to give a car width either. No, but I think he changed his steering input was probably the, the thought there. Uh, it was yeah. a bit more egregious than Lando's was like literally like, no, I'm here. Like you're dumb for being around the outside. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Let's talk about yeah. McLaren because this is, is important. I think Lando, as you say, Tommy T, there was – it was – I mean, and it was also just after the um, safety car had come in, right? So – it should yeah. have been counted again by the stewards as a first lap kind of incident where they let a few things go away in the first couple of corners. Um, and as you say, I don't think Norris was necessarily on purpose pushing him out. I, he could, probably could have come in a little tighter if he wanted to, but that was his corner as far as I'm concerned. Um, but even Christian Horner got on to um, with the Sky guys and said, yeah, I don't think it's a penalty. I think that's racing, which was yep. surprising. Um, and if he's saying yeah. that, then... That's the decision that it should have been, but no, that FIA yes. clearly in a penalty mood this weekend. Uh, but Land- we don't know what conversations they've had in the drives meetings or the briefings mm, either. True, I mean, Massey might have been really clear. If there's a guy on the outside, you have to give them. Yeah, you know, he might have drummed that home for two weeks straight now because that's what the drivers been talking about and wanted. Hence why they've done that. Until either. they don't want it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they're yeah. racing drivers. <laughs> but Lando Norris, though, actually racing against <sighs> the Mercs and the Red Bulls now. I mean, this is yeah. uh, this is good news for 2022. Like, if this is the direction of the car now, it's going to be good for Danny Rick in 2022. 
I don't yeah. think he was racing them really. Oh, well, mate, without his penalty, he was right there. I know there was, was damage to Lewis's car as well, but yes. Yeah, yeah. but he was still in the window for second with his penalty. Like, yeah. that, I think genuinely he was, other than Max, who was just running his own race way off in the distance. Yeah. It was those three. It was the two Mercs and Lando were in for those podiums. I think both Red Bulls are quicker and both Mercs are clearly quicker on track. He got lucky out of circumstance this weekend. Oh, that's no. why McLaren. Can you made be a bit positive, please? It's not your yeah. birthday anymore. God. <laughs> no, just look, we need to get in perspective. It's good to see a car up there, but are they going to do it for the next? He qualified four hundredths yeah. of max. Are they going to do that's it? For... Elite. Are they going to do it for the next six races? No. I reckon they're going to be really good. It at works on a, it works on a track like this because it's small. It's hard to pass. And if you've got track position, they're hard to pass because they're good in the straight. You tell me, you tell me, Baku or Silverstone, that Norris is going to be able to keep Hamilton behind him for as long as he did, like he did yesterday. I reckon on the straights that is way faster. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, in a positive frame of mind, but this good is for, good news good for, for McLaren, McLaren, good for Lando. and good for Danny yes. Rick as well because Danny Ricardo. This is, this is the race I think that uh, we can start to say he's got some things going on that he knows what he's doing. It's moving in a positive direction. He drove incredibly well, had some wonderful battles. Uh, and in the uh, post-race interview he did with Natalie and Johnny said, you know, he really just enjoyed himself. Um, and I think, I mean, obviously there's a bit of love there from the Sky guys to Daniel Ricciardo. Of course there is. It can't not be. But if he can carry through this positivity into Silverstone, that is, I think this is the moment that we can see him going from sort of flailing a little bit and trying to get his head around certain things to keep pushing towards at least Lando's level and hopefully beyond by the end of the season. Oh, he's got it in him. He'll do it. It'll just take time. And it's not what I thought was going to happen. I thought he'd come out and make Lando look second, second rate straight all year. I got that wrong. <laughs> Uh, but that will happen next year anyway. So when, <laughs> Lando, when Lando can't that. adapt to a new car, Can you stop he's profitizing one. about Danny because it's not working yeah. so far. Nah, look, I'm just going in the bat for me, boy. Oh, and love good that. on Lando. Came out this last week and said, "Oh, I shouldn't have said that about Daniel." I just talking out of my ass, and I was like, "Good." You heard yeah. my rant. Clearly. It was. It was really good to hear <laughs> over the radio. Tom encouraging Daniel. Yes, as well. that was awesome. He's like, go get it. Go do Daniel things or whatever it do was. Do your thing, like, Daniel. Tom Stallard, MVP. We should try and get him on the podcast. That would be great. Yes. We'll, um, we, another Thomas on the on the podcast. I'll send an email. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he do one with, um, on uh, Beyond the Grid just recently? He was part of the Brackley Boys. No. Tom Stallard, no, different crew. Tom Stallard, young boy, and in McLaren, not Mercedes. Yeah, right. um, anyway, <laughs> legend. It's like you didn't even listen right. to that podcast. Um, we are very well researched here at Lakeside Drive. It's like you just read a headline uh, and started talking about it. Let's talk about Mercedes because <laughs> Bottas second was really nice to see. Glad for him. Yeah. Um, Hamilton fourth. Hey, he's under pressure, isn't he? I mean, he was losing what someone said about half a second a lap due to his damage. Um, but they can't believe that Bonington was like, you know, oh, well, whoever it was, Toto may be saying, oh, we're going to hold position and Hamilton in front. But like, sorry, mate. For Don't about think two so. seconds, two Do laps not and think then they so. switched it, didn't Unbelievable. They? That's yeah. a joke, surely. The That's, fact that Bottas was about to do that as well is ridiculous. <sighs> that is what Mercedes, this is what the staff Mercedes has got right. 
for the last seven years. You yeah. see they're not getting this little stuff right. Mm. Or because their car's been so good, they've had time to make these decisions in the past and now that the time frame is, hey, we need to make a decision in the next minute. Yeah. And if we don't make the right one, it could jeopardise their race. And now we're starting to see the cracks appear in this organisation, which we haven't seen. Yeah. Um, I thought... I thought when we're going to hold stations, I was like, not a no chance. Yeah. Kind of wanted them to say that and see VB just rebel. Yeah. Kind of what I wanted. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was good. It was good to see, I mean, Bodas finally got a result over Hamilton. Yeah. After the tumultuous year that Bodas has had, I mean, geez, what a shambles. Yeah. But, yeah, Bodas was good. He's been good the last two weeks in my opinion. Yep. I think Manus said it in the uh, Discord. He was like, lucky. I was like, if anyone's due luck, Manus, it's probably that guy. So <laughs> oh. let's let him have some. <laughs> he is all Perez fully was stopped. hunting down Hamilton towards the end too. Yep. Yeah. Finished like five seconds behind yeah, him. Yeah, that's I the mean, significant damage. I mean, Hamilton did pit the second time because he had that free pit yeah. stop behind him. But And Perez was going like hell to try and get as much distance on those future penalties as well. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Red Bull lads, when wh- what is the moment that we get sick and tired of Max Verstappen sailing off into the distance? I'm already sick of it. <laughs> nah, it's his chance. It was really good to have the Dutch fans, wasn't it? Oh, that, that was, was so awesome. good. Yeah, I think there was more flares than people there this time. That was elite. <laughs> I love it. it I mean, so good. Would you get away with flares in Australia? Oh, hell no. You'd be locked up in jail for oh. bloody 10 months. <laughs> the Dutch fans don't give a crap, do they? Oh, it's so great. It's like a birthright to take a flare to a sporting <laughs> <event>. <laughs> I love it. Soccer too. It's my birthright. I'm going to take <laughs> yeah, flares to the, the OzGP. Yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah, good luck with yeah, Vic Poll on that one. Orange one too for McLaren. Yeah, yes. if you don't mind. Yeah, it was good. Uh, no, there was a few sunburnt Dutchies too. A few. <laughs> Same colour as their shirts. You could you could tell a couple of them had been on the beers for a while as well because they were just like... How dare you? Because you, the camera was zooming in on the section and a couple of people were just like eyes shut, just not even moving right. at all. Uh, <laughs> Going, oh, the grandstand's right. moving. Be, that'll be us at the Grand Prix. One of the good things about... I think it was one practice two or three, yeah. they had Crofty on and he was saying something about him and Laser went through their one year and Laser is now not allowed to come back to Austria, <laughs> I don't think, because <laughs> it got a bit out of hand, which is what we love to hear. Oh, that's well, fine. This is a bit of a squid, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, Ridiculous. And Perez we've and spoken just about. just for clarification, someone's fantasy name was Squib. Like S Q U I B. No, I'm saying squid. <laughs> no, do you know what a squib is? No, what's a squid? It's a Harry Potter thing, mate. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Fucking hell. Do, do I look like the sort of guy that knows what goes on in Harry Potter? Mate, you grew up in the <laughs> era. Fucking hell, Tommy. You are, you are the target audience. You were, <laughs> you were in year five or year six when the books came out, you muppet. Oh, my God. Oh, Can you, did you get anywhere near society? <laughs> No. At all? I was doing my own thing. You're in your little cult. Uh, all right. So Red Bull. Harry Potter. Perez. Oh, you two. Grow up. Oh, God. Sorry for understanding pop culture, man. Yeah. So how dare we? Unbelievable. How dare we? Oh, we'll put ourselves back in your bin. We're almost, we're almost finished. Jesus. We're almost finished. Hold, hold your negativity for just a few more minutes. Sergio Perez. 
did uh, look, he's not doing as you quite say, Campy, quite as much as Red Bull want, but it was good to see him get a little racy with Lando straight, like almost immediately to try and get past. Uh, that was what we want to see, right? We want to see wheel to wheel racing. Yep. It was unfortunate. Yep. Yes, he got pushed off, but big props to him for holding that car together, considering like he had a bit of a couple of moments where he almost could have let go. Um, but he held together and, and managed to hold on to 10th. So it could have gone a lot worse for him this weekend. Mm. Yeah. Which, uh, anyway, it's it's just good to see. I think um, he's got it together enough to keep going. It'll be interesting to see how Red Bull do this weekend. All right, let's talk about fantasy names and fantasy and who had the best team in fantasy this week. Um, we'll go. We'll start with some names. All right, Campy, you ready? Here we go. I'm going to read them out to you, my hand-selected few Massey Madness, Reese R, Fox Smash Bin, Steen N, love that. <laughs> Excellent. Getting high on LSD, Joshua T, that is a good little plug of our show. Love that. Esteban love Ocon, Lamon, Hypercar winner 2022, Dave Munnis. <laughs> <laughs> you get a penalty, get everybody gets a penalty, Aaron B. <laughs> F1's hardest and heaviest anthems of 2021, Nikita A. If I was to make a reference to So Fresh, Campy, would you understand that pop culture reference from the early thousands? The old compilation. Oh, hey. oh, there we go. It's about one of ten. Because they're on ads constantly. <laughs> I'm not playing the stupid effing game anymore, Gemma C. <laughs> Good Gemma. Uh, Campy's it. bin, Lydia S. Yes, it's very full. And Mark Webber's chiseled jaw, Matt H. Uh, the top That's three enough. for this week, or well, currently I should say, is you had me at Halo, James M, Olympic <laughs> R21, John L, and pumped up Pirelli's Raymond M. Campy. Good. You are not doing very well. 26th, Tommy T, you are doing very well. 29th. Coming for ya. And I've jumped oh, yeah. significant spots to 33. Uh, and I did have the best team of this week with 280 points. Well done to myself. No one else is going to say it. So <laughs> there you go. Definitely not. Uh, how does Max Verstappen win a race and only get 49 points? Because he didn't have to overtake oh, anyone. Yeah. Right? This guy's rigged. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to stop me. <laughs> well, on that bombshell and realisation, it's not just about the game. It's probably about life. It's time to end. Boys, thank you so much. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please consider subscribing and do all of the things that good podcast listeners do. You'll find us on YouTube as well. And please, can I encourage you again, join the Discord. It is a hell of a lot of fun over a race. Like Twitter is one thing, but Discord is properly something else. And if you are there already, Thank you. Like, we really, really enjoy doing it. Uh, and we enjoy seeing your fantasy names as well. It's good to get Campy out of his cave and onto the Discord with humans. It's nice. I'll check it. I'll check it before the race. I'll check it before the race. Not much commentary during the race, but I always put something up at the end. Campy's problem is he can't because everyone else is watching on Fox and he's watching on Foxtel Go or whatever. So it's super delayed by 40 seconds. No, no, just ruins his race. Look, I just can't keep up with the conversation. I'm like, jeez. Every time I turn on, there's 400 notifications. <laughs> I ain't reading that. Love but that. No, it is great. It is good. there's people that love us, mate. It is good. Tommy T would That's leave great. those unread too for weeks and weeks and weeks Ooh, in yeah. his phone. That also irks nah, me. That's just mark all his red. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Shit. That explains a lot. <laughs> Nothing important. <laughs> all right, time to end, boys. See you next time. Thanks for watching and listening, and we'll check you out at uh, Silverstone in a couple of weeks' time. Cheers, boys. Cheers, gents.
You're 26 and I'm 29th. I'm coming for you. Jeez. James is 33rd. Yeah, for Stafford only jumped. get 49 points with a win. So I jumped 20 yards. With a grand slam. <laughs> Norris. This is horseshit. With a grand slam and a two pit. Kevin, oh, you're so lucky with Carlos Sainz being turboed because you definitely didn't do that, did you, for this race? You just had it from last time? Yeah, I didn't try. <laughs> I don't care about this rubbish. Whoa. Oh, You're gonna care when we easy, you. mate. You're going to care when you slip back. Yeah. You become the Tommy. You think you would care considering you're in the lead at the moment out of the yeah. three of us? I've dominated you guys, you two, for three years straight. So no, you have not. <laughs> oh, I have so. so you I'm have not. not. Last year you were rubbish. Not as last bad as Tommy I, T, but you were rubbish. You're playing against me who lost a password. <laughs> I put you in the bin last year, Jim. And no, year you didn't. I the inaugural when there was no, like five people No, you didn't. Can, can we stop putting things in the bin and start recycling? Because yeah, <laughs> I made a joke about it. The bin Going is full. Top, retiring from stupid fucking internet games. Whoa. And then starting Stupid a rubbish podcast. Internet games. And then, well, I won the championship for the yeah. boys. They probably and drive I, Volkswagen Golfs too, don't they? They're stupid ah. internet people. I did a Rosberg and uh, retired on top, started a shitty podcast. 